Yes, the meeting is being streamed and we're starting. There's a couple things uh, right before we actually start the show. I wanted to play you something in a minute, but go ahead. You, you sounded like you were about to say something. No, I don't know if on the recording you used the word anxious. Did you? Did anyone hear that word? You said uh, something anxious. You were blathering yeah. on. I think <laughs> what, what did you say? I was blathering on? I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. I was just mumbling to myself. No, this, uh, you know, <laughs> the UK, Boris Johnson has lifted most of the restrictions yeah. in, uh, in England. And uh, it turns out that's that may be the main reason why the the country is suffering such punishing anxiety yeah. among the population that they've just made the position or they've uh, made the decision to take the position that, uh, you know, mental health at this point uh, is a little more important than the spreading of the germ. So I guess they're on top of it enough. But it, it, to me, that was just an interesting spin. It's like, hey, this the average person in this country is going crazy. We got to we got to react to this. Yeah, and we the, talked about that word briefly yesterday. Used. Well, Pardon? we talked about. I said we talked about it briefly yesterday. I don't came up in a just yeah. a throwaway. We talked about the fact that the UK has decided. Well, we're going to give up worrying about the virus. I think we talked about it in terms of uh, the football games and how everyone is just they don't mm-hmm. care. Did, was it you that was saying that your that Danny, your son, was down wherever he is, and that. He went into a bunch of bars, and there's... Where is he, in California right now? Yeah, Long Beach. Long Beach. By the way, I'm going to be near Long Beach in a couple Mm -hmm. weeks. We're going to Venice Beach, which is near Manhattan Beach and and such. But, yeah, uh, I I thought and had read and reported to you that California had a mask mandate for indoor Mm -hmm. activities. But you're saying no. Yeah, a lot of places in the States, people just ignore it. But he said where he was, there wasn't a lot of masks being worn. He wore one going in and going out. And, you know, as the good little Ontarian that he is, he yeah. tried to have a Ontario mind to what was going on there. But he said in some conversations, too, people are absolutely floored that we're still in the state we are. <laughs> really? But, yeah, you know, different uh, areas, different approaches. Our restaurants open next Monday to fifty percent. It's a step forward. Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about that. Just interesting. I was thinking about it while I was watching the Buffalo Bills game. That, and I said that to you yesterday. It just seems weird an hour from here, and you've you've made this point of, in the proximity to Buffalo, and it's like a completely different world. And and as I said yesterday, there's got to be a reason. I guess, and your your point yesterday was, oh, it's because they're acting on out of caution. Whatever it is, I'm about I'm two weeks away from leaving the pandemic for a month. Mm-hmm. Well, if my plans go according, uh, uh, my, if my plans go according to plan, that's redundant, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, if your plans go according to the plan <laughs> that you're planning, yes, I plan if I'm driving down. I'm gonna. We're gonna get in the car and drive south till we hit warm weather. Um, I could go through Nashville, Tennessee, and if I'm there, I want to like experience the town a bit. What will that mean? Going into establishments? Are they going to be wearing masks there? And then I wouldn't mind uh, a, a side trip to New Orleans for a couple of days while I'm 
down in that area and uh, same thing i love that city but part of the experience is going in and having your cajun food and listening to jazz and all that stuff will i be able to do that will i have the confidence to do that howard well, you can only, you know, you can only plan according to your plan. Plan. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you have, let me ask you this question, because I've talked it over with GFR about yeah, sort of mask, I don't know how to describe it, like intimidation. Am I going to be intimidated if I walk into a Trader Joe's and I'm the only one wearing a mask, what will, you know, and that's why I was sort of happy to know that California was still requiring people to wear a mask indoors. But if you're in New Orleans where they, it's just willy nilly, everyone's going around licking your, each other's eyeballs. They don't care. Are you going to, I know doll will wear a mask. Well, that's right. I will be traveling with the masked, <laughs> the masked adventure. <laughs> That's right. Um, Doll's going to go in with her mask, her welding thing. <laughs> She's going to go in. She'll have one of those fishing bubbles, you know, deep sea fishermen wear. Remember, I had a taste of this. And I had a taste of this in late, late November going, you know, down through the streets, uh, West Virginia, uh, South Carolina. Yeah. What was that like? Well, all the restaurants we went in and we wore masks until we get in and then sat down and took them off. And it was fine. Nobody... You know, made fun of us or pointed at us or pushed us around in a circle until we until fell, fell down and scraped your knees. No, there, there, honestly, there was none of that. That's Maybe the good. odd time somebody would look up and go, oh, a guy wearing a mask. But, you know, I think it was that general attitude that down there. It's like each to their own. If you want to wear a mask, great. Just don't tell me to. You know? No, no. God forbid. Mm hmm. I don't know. There's a I wasn't going to bring this up. It's just one of those things that, again, it's a politician. In Canada, I wish I, it doesn't matter what his name is, but he took a picture of a bunch of people outside his house mm-hmm. protesting about having to wear masks and vaccine and all this such. And it's kind of what we were saying yesterday about mm-hmm. where do you get the energy to a, and they're all the, and when you see the picture of the people outside this man's home, they're all the same looking people. And I, you know, not only do they, did I wonder, where do you get the energy? But didn't you have to work? Didn't you have to do something yesterday? What was that email string like? Okay, we're going to go to the MP, because he's an MP. We're going to go to the MP's house at, at four. Would you need a ride to the protest of idiots? Mm-hmm. I, I, I know. Because, I, you know, it's great. It's great don't wear a mask but you just can't go in that so they want to not wear a mask and be able to go in anywhere and potentially spread their that's what they're saying yes like nobody's saying you have to wear a mask they're saying you have to wear a mask if you go in here at a common fucking courtesy that's all they're saying to the rest of us that have taken the infinitesimal step is there any I can't even imagine <laughs> is there less that you could be asked to do I don't know I don't know hey no because it, it, it's just a little thing covering your nasal passages and your mouth what could be less than that put your put your hands over your face <laughs> but uh, this group of people that were protesting and I I, I wasn't going to bring it up that's why I didn't write down the guy's name but I just made me think of it just how like 
It was difficult getting around the city here yesterday. I don't know if you... What kind of snow did you have in Brampton? Did you have snow? Uh, I looked out a couple of times. There was something going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I drove through the city yesterday. I drove home from Spencer's. Up. She had me over for lunch. They had me over for lunch for my birthday. Uh, and I wanted to go during the day because I understood that it was going to get worse at night. Well, it took me an hour to get home from Spadina and Bloor. And I went through the middle of the city. It was just chaos. My point being, I don't know when those people went out and protested in front of some human being's home. But, I mean, I wouldn't have gone out to a protest yesterday. No. Listen, every time I go into Sobeys or Costco or any place, as I'm putting my mask on, I think, fuck, I'm so tired of this. I'll be glad when this is over, whenever that may be. I hate it. And, you know, before Omicron, they were saying, you know, mid-March, we were going to be able to dump the masks. I love the idea. I but know. Between, but between, you know, now and, and then, whenever that then is, you know, you just got to do your part. And and as you say, once I put the thing on and I'm in the store, yeah, my, I, my eyes fog up, but I'm there to shop and you're doing your part. And it's not really that big a deal. So, yeah, to to get so worked up and go protest and, like, nobody's making you do anything. You know, that's really a good point. I know that we both have made it, but I've been reminded just now because you made a good point. Well, you know what you did? You planned a good point. You worked your plan and you planned your work. Yeah. But the idea that nobody is saying you have to do this. We'd like you to get vaccinated. Because then it protects everyone. But we're up to around 90%. I don't know what the triple vax numbers are, but double, you know, boost, uh, double vaxxed, non-boosted in this country is close to 90%. So most of us have done this. So, we're, so you don't have to do it, but you just can't come into the same space as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all we're saying. You're good. Yeah. You do what you yeah. need to do, but you're not flying with us. And you're not coming into Sobeys, and you just buy your drugs on the street. (laughs) You're not coming into Canna Cabana. And, you know, the long and the short of it, if everybody wearing masks or having, you know, the mask bylaws, whatever they are, means that instead of this lasting a year, it lasts eight months. Isn't that worth it? Instead of it lasting a year, it lasts six months. Isn't that worth it? You know? Because obviously doing those measures is going to get us on the other side of it quicker. But, but I listen, they, they for, seem to think the the masks are useless. No, I know, but and, and but it's you know you can almost like you just said at the start of this, you know, in the UK they've announced the end of all of it. And I can understand if you're an anti-max type of psychology, you're that kind of person, then you're thinking, well, why why do we need masks? They're not doing it there. They're not doing it in Tennessee. They're not Yeah, but we're doing it here. This is how we've chosen to fight this battle. Either you're with us or you can't come in and shop. That's all we're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. Or you do. Oh, uh, I know what I was going to tell you. A couple of guys we know, you do what they're going to do. You take off to the States. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You see, I've had enough of this. I'm going down where they're crazy. That's right. You do that. Do you know I do? here's Here's the only thing I cheat with my mask. I, I, I wear it properly, but when it comes to shopping, I always have found getting those bags open aggravating. And there's no way to open a, a grocery like a, like oh, a yeah. produce bag. It, right. I can't get them open. 
So when no one's looking, I pull my mask down and I wet my fingers mm-hmm. and I open the bag. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I squeeze the mask I use. I squeeze the top so that it's away from my nose a bit. I'm sorry I do because other than that. Oh, I do that too. I squeeze that well, little metal part. I'm using the new mask, the yeah. K95. And they Actually, the, the new mask Rachel ordered us for the trip are pretty comfortable. They're the most, these ones that I have now are the most comfortable ones that I've owned. Mm-hmm. They're still, listen, and that's the other thing you said that it's so true. I had a mask on for 19 hours coming home from Italy. I didn't like any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, as I told you, when I got to bed that night, I still felt like mm-hmm. I had a mask on. Right. It's not like Why the rest of you? us are going, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. It's just not being big sucky assholes about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is I feel like we've done like a whole show now. Should we start the but show? Here, here, one okay. other one, one thing too. and then we'll start the show. We go ahead a year and you know, it, for the most part this thing is over over meaning however whatever over means. I mean, it'll always be around, but you know what I mean. We're back. I do. I do know what you mean. Nobody's wearing masks. You know, we're back to life as basically as we know it. And you're sitting talking with somebody, and then they make the point that they never did get vaccinated. So, in other words, we're on the other side of this. We all did our part to get there, and then you're going to sit there with somebody that didn't do their part. And they're sitting there enjoying the benefits of being over, being on the other side of it. How are you going to respond to that person? A hammer? I was thinking mostly of a nut punch. (laughs) Just a quick, just a tap. On the nutsack. Yeah. <laughs> the following episode of Humble and Fred is brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plant, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Manscaped. If clean balls are important to you, and I know they are, get Manscaped for a cleaner ball every time. And now, here are two men whose nut game is on point. It's Humble and Fred. I want it love. I need it love. Uh, this is episode I don't even know. I, you know, it's cool that Toronto Mike, our producer and a podcast producer, coming up to his 1,000th episode. I think it's cool that he's kept track of it that way. And, and it's part of how he refers to every episode 893 and, and such. It's kind of neat. Uh, on Swing Thoughts, the golf podcast that we produce here at Humble and Fred Radio, we just recorded, I think, uh, one, I want to say 186 or 187. Um, and we've started keeping track of it that way. You know, we don't do that many episodes, but but consistently we've done episodes, which is the key to doing it. I just wondered if is that somewhere along the way that we should have kept track of what episode this is? Because I think it's interesting. I mean, I always say, oh, it's got to be close to 3,000, but it's, it's somewhere in the high twos. Interesting for who? Uh, mostly, for me, mostly me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. It's, I can't imagine it's of any interest to the audience. Although, no. other than just some perspective as how long we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to the show. Yes, because we would probably have a bigger number than anyone. Well, that would be it. I mean, I would like to be able oh, yeah. to put that out in a release and say, you know, you can take all these podcasts on iTunes, you know, Canada. None of them have put out anywhere near the number of episodes we have. By the way, speaking of this podcast, uh, Jeff Newman says, hi, guys. 
Just want to say that since you've taken over uploading the podcast, it's up much earlier. Mm-hmm. I live in Calgary, Calgary, and take the dogs for a walk after the kids go to school and the podcast is up for my walk, which it was not before. I love everything about that sentence, and I'm going to tell you so why in a second. Why do you, why do you love it? Sentence, man. Well, because I used to check on the podcast under the old system and many days, like 11, 1130, sometimes past noon, and it still wasn't up. And I would have to send a message to uh, the powers that be and say, why is the show up? And then listen to the reasons and excuses. Uh, when deep down, I knew, you knew, there really weren't any because prior to that system, the old system, when we were in charge, the podcast could be up like before 10 a.m. every morning within minutes. So, um, does that answer the question? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I well, I'll tell you why I love mm-hmm. it. I love it for that reason, and I have another reason I love it. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. reason I love that is it reminded me so much of some long ago radio thing when I was first starting doing mornings, we talked, we would always talk about having signature bits. You know, Mr. Goohead was at eight. The humble report yes. was at eight thirty. Right. And, and people used to tell us, tell me, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I can, I love those things. Cause I know if I'm, if I'm in my car and listening to the humble report, I'm on time. If mm-hmm. I'm in my, you know, if I'm still at home and I hear it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm, they, mm-hmm. they would judge their mornings by where we were in the show. Mm-hmm. And that I love that he says I I live in Calgary. Take the dogs for a walk after kids go to school, and the podcast is up for my walk, which it wasn't before. So he's basically judging his day, or or mm-hmm. thinking about yeah. his day in terms of when he can listen to the podcast. And I thought mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. You know, you talk about walking and listening to whatever I do. I do it sometimes with. It's different with a dog though, because I. But you know what I mean? It's it's just neat that we're part of Jeff Newman's day in that way, in sort of almost a traditional radio way. Mm-hmm. Jeff Newman, wasn't that Scruff Connor's real name? Yes. It was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. First time I heard of Scruff Connor's was his name. Was, he was working with a guy I knew in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Jeff, actually, also mm-hmm. dead. And, uh, yeah, he said, I'm working with this guy at, Key, at K5. What was it called? CKY? Yeah, I think it was CKY. Or was that here in Toronto? I can't remember. Anyway, right at the beginning, you said you were going to play something for me, and then we got yeah, you know, it says, with, with anxiety and everything. Yeah. Listen, we all have anxiety. Uh, Ian uh, Service is a huge asset to this company, and is he's our server, our, our, our podcast. If, you, if you're downloading this podcast, it's because Ian Server has, it's Ian Server. Ian Service has a, has, has a hosts our podcast on his server. Although his name should be in server. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would work well. Uh, his, his company is called Credible Goat. Anyway, he was listening to the show the other day, and he heard us uh, talking. Have a listen to this. I want to talk a little bit about podcasting, because, you, know, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. But are you, can you hear that? So what he, heard, what he listened to when he was listening back is he heard us talking, and then there was a noise. In the background. So here's me. Here's me. Here's the noise with me. I want to talk a little bit about podcasting because, you know, we've, you know, we've been doing this for a long. Did you hear that? Well, here's what it sounds like. Isolated. 
I have no idea. He says he thought the noise came from like maybe my throat or I like in between breaths or something. But I want to talk a little bit about podcasting because, you know, we've you know, we've been doing this for a long time. But like, what is that? He thinks it's a ghost. That's the first thing I thought of. I can't explain that. I don't think it's coming from you. I I don't think so either, because if you listen to the when I'm talking, I want to talk a little bit about podcasting because, you know, we've and I just pause for a second. I want to talk a little bit about podcasting because, you know, we've you know, we've been doing I think it's you. That sounds like you to me. Been this for a long time, but anyway, Ian thinks it's I was a saying, ghost. You know, I was thinking maybe was I breaking into a bit of a goo head there, but no, that doesn't it doesn't sort of have the tone. Or why would I? Because sometimes I do that. Waking you, you know that type. No, of I know you do, around. and it's beautiful. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're stumped. Ghosts. I like the idea. Ghosts. You know what I? I thought. Is there a ghost in the machine? Mm-hmm. And then I played this song from the police and their album, Ghost in the Machine, so I can tell you, Fred, about Canna Cabana. Beauties. Hey, maybe it was our Lord Jesus Christ. Just Oh, I hope it is. Hello. Dear mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you imagine? Being a, <laughs> you're Just think about it. You're sitting in a mm-hmm. room full of other people talking into the sky. <laughs> and no one thinks it's weird. I'll tell you something right now, can of cabana people. I think by now most uh, folks, I like to say folks once in a while, most folks realize that uh, Humble and Fred are cannabis friendly. We're a cannabis friendly space. And if you're looking for the lowest price on cannabis, uh, guaranteed, spend less time looking for the best price people, Hundy Peas. At Canna Cabana, they have the lowest prices guaranteed. Regularly compare prices at other cannabis retailers so you don't have to. I can tell you from recent experience. You know, I bought some of this uh, White Lightning, and uh, I read online that it was expensive, and it is, but not at Canna Cabana, where the price was 70% off. You can get... Let me just be clear. Not that price, but there are 70% off... Uh, savings every day at Canna Cabana. The price of that white lightning was cheaper at Canna Cabana because I compared it, and now you can too. Canna Cabana is your one-stop cannabis shop for all kinds of things. Go to cannacabana.com and find out more. Hey, Tim Niblett. Uh, he's the retirement Sherpa. Uh, Raymond James, a member of the uh, Canadian... I'm drawing a blank right now, Howard. They, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Retirement Sherpa. Yeah, he's a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Yes, yes, Freddie. He's back. Hey, Sherpa, what's that all about, the whole Sherpa thing? Well, whether your retirement goals, including the Tuscany wine region, enjoying precious time with your grandchildren, mastering the simple game of golf, (laughs) all of the above or none of the above, you are more likely to reach the top if you have an experienced climbing partner to guide you on your way and that's what it's all about he is your partner climbing to the top of your financial freedom okay he's the retirement sherpa tim niblett retirement sherpa you. i just laugh in here dan duran just sent me a note 
I gotta read it for you in a second here. Poor Dan Duran, you know. <laughs> Dan Duran. Um, we had a little quick meeting with Dan before the show today to discuss what news stories he might go for because there's a story that both Fred and I, independent of one another, had planned to talk about. Talk about. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, after we got off the call, Dan goes to text me. This is about 20 minutes ago. He says, by the way, and Lisa is his, is his girlfriend. He says, by the way, I gave Lisa a black eye. <laughs> what do I write oh, back? Really? What's the oh. first? What do I write back? Something about Enda. Uh, <laughs> I said, with your dick? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so I can't that? wait. I don't know. That'll be a, I, Here's how I did. he did it. Because he was probably making one of his snow caves. Right. And, you know, he went to route out something and he pulled back and he happened that's my my theories it's going to have been it won't have been rough play Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you know what i did the other night while watching the bills game i had a fire going and then i was putting a log on the fire another log on the fire Mm. and i wanted to reach in and put it at the back and as i reached in i banged my head (gasps) on the brick above the firehouse Uh, yeah yeah i know there i see yeah yeah and i banged my head and i thought wow that's stupid (laughs) why remember a couple weeks ago i had like a big scrape on my the side of my head because i walked i walked into a tree Anyway, the story <laughs> the story that Fred and I both thought was interesting. In- interesting, excuse me. And I love this story for so many reasons because it's Canadian, it's Neil Young, and it's just, you know, it's Joe Rogan. And the story is Neil Young wants his music off Spotify over Joe Rogan's vaccine minfor- misinformation. He says they can have Rogan or Young, not both of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean that's a big move. I mean, Spotify, Just like obviously, is the uh, main distributor of music nowadays. But I guess he does. He don't need it. He doesn't care. Yeah. And uh, I, I immediately the first thing I thought of was I would love to hear Rogan's response to that. But, uh, yeah, Neil's, uh, he's had it. He doesn't like all the misinformation stuff that's come out of the Rogan show, the attention that's been given to Joe Rogan through that misinformation. So that's the stance he's taken. No, apparently he had written a letter to his uh, managers and had posted on its social media, but has since taken It's been it taken down. He, for he, whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. He says, I'm doing this. Well, this was the post, or this was how the letter. I'm doing this. Because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. Please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the time schedule. And he wrote that to his manager and the co-chairman and COO of Warner Records. Um, just a couple things. I want to get back to Neil. It says here, you know, you know, we're, we're excited. You know, our numbers of, of our podcast have been growing, and it's been very exciting the last couple of years in terms of our listenership. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think are, are listening per episode of the Joe Rogan Experience? This is impressive. Half a million? 11 million listeners per episode. Oh, really? 
Well, that's why they gave him $100 million in in May of 2020. Yeah, it's crazy. And, um, you know, when you get to that status, you're very careful with any criticism or anything. But, you know, I'm not interested. I'm just not. Some of the clips, you know, I only get Joe Rogan on short clips because I don't have time. Honestly, most of his podcasts are like two and a half, three hours long. I, I don't have that time in a day. Even if I did, I don't want to listen to one thing that long, mm-hmm. personally. And uh, a lot of the nonsense that comes out of it, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't have a lot of respect for the guy is what I'm saying. Earlier this month, a group of 270 doctors, scientists, professors, and other medical professionals also expressed concerns over Rogan's platforming of misinformation around COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really have much to say about Joe Rogan's podcast. I've never listened to an entire episode. I will say this about Joe Rogan, though. I've always been a fan of mm-hmm. his stand-up. I've, I've always been a Joe Rogan guy. I think he's very, very good at stand-up comedy, which is... You know, it's like admiring a magician in a way. You know, it's like he, I, I find his ability to do that very... And I really liked his stance that he took a few years ago about guys, particularly Carlo Mencia. People know the story that mm-hmm. Rogan really called him out for stealing people's acts. And I thought that took some balls. Because mm-hmm. not, not many people in that community would, sure. would do it publicly. That all being said, how he's morphed into this character that he's playing now doesn't hold much interest for me. No. And I don't, agree, I don't agree with something you just said. What? We're allowed at 62 and 65 to be as critical of, on our own show, be as critical of anyone we want. I mean, if we've earned the right, and I know you always give that caveat about Stern and guys like Rogan and Kroll, but you know, in our little world, we've earned the right to at least express our opinion, even if it's critical. I, my point to you is it doesn't sound like sour grapes anymore. We're well into this. Okay. You know? We've got enough I was credibility. Thinking, I was thinking about that the other day, too, because I was listening to Stern, and and I love his interviews, and I love some of the patter. But, you know, it was 45 minutes on my walk of some guy boning some girl up the ass and then her eating the results. And and I'm thinking the status and the, and the, and the respect and the... And what are the words for Howard Stern that, you know, he's held up as the king of all media, the goat, the greatest of all time. And I thought, you know, you reach this point where you can do that and then nobody's, well, some people are, but generally people aren't saying, oh, that's, you know, that's just ignorant and can't you, aren't you better than that? And don't you have anything else to talk about stuff? You know what I mean? And uh, and I'll be honest. When I listen to it, sometimes I think that this is just garbage. Like this, the, the last half hour, I've listened more not because I'm interested, because I'm just absolutely mystified that this could go on. And and people, I guess, obviously, people are eating it up. Where there's really not a lot being offered here. And then, and I say that now, and it's like, geez, you can't say anything bad about Howard Stern. Like, really, you can't. He's the king. It, it, it sounds petty. You sound... Yeah, well, I was just jump in, if I can say. It would sound petty if you were 32-year-old shit that never done anything. But you're Fred Patterson. Do you know who you are? You're Fred Patterson. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being partly facetious. But if anyone has earned the right to have a, an opinion about other broadcasters, mm-hmm. it's got to be us. I mean, how, mu- how much longer do we have to fucking do this? 
<laughs> you know, seriously, yeah, but- we're not the. You know, his his numbers according to this article in Billboard, uh, that's the world's largest podcast. And even if you took our numbers and time them times them times them times them by yeah. 10, which would give us yeah. the American equivalent. We're nowhere near that, obviously. No. But you know uh, what? Yeah. If we were an American morning show that had morphed into this, we'd be closer to that. Mm-hmm. We just would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, in Canadian sensibilities, you know, you don't like to criticize. Uh no, Canadian Same sensibilities way. are you say sorry to your face, but you talk shit behind people's back. That's what we do. <laughs> Plus, um, listen, our world, you're judged by sort of profile and, 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 and fame, you know? So there could be a lot of broadcasters out there, and we've talked about this before, that were actually better than Howard Stern if they'd have received the same breaks. Would have actually been better. Never got the chance. However that happened, right? Yeah, I... And don't listen. If you're, this is the first time you've heard us, we all think Stern. We, we think the Stern's oh, great. We, you said yeah. he's the goat. By the way, mm. uh, for, former program director, I have a question for you about Spotify and how. If so, if Neil Young said you can no longer have my music on your platform, how would they? How would he do? How would they do that? Mean mean like if you and I put together a, a playlist, uh, one of those trailer playlists or whatever, the Lake playlist. You mean we just. Neil Young's music just wouldn't be there to to use? I don't know. I just wondered how they would do that. I, I don't know if they they have a big Neil Young button and they would they just, just pull hit. it. And, and does he at this point have the power to even do that? Can you control whether your music is on Spotify? I I know you're paid for it. So I guess I would like to see what those checks are like, too. Uh, the checks for uh, someone like uh, Neil Young? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, they wouldn't be as big as someone like Justin Bieber or... Oh, no, 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 no. I know that, but I, I'm... I, I'm looking at yeah. his... Like, I just played Harvest Moon, a little bit of Harvest Moon. And this is, by the way, from his... Yeah. Like, the Neil Young artist site, not somebody else's. Mm-hmm. 200... Sorry. Harvest Moon. 162,917,000 streams which is nothing mm-hmm. uh, it's not nothing but it's not justin bieber no when i say the check i didn't mean him in particular oh. you take somebody you know like drake who's up there like yeah. in the billions like what are his spotify checks like justin bieber the first song is something called stay one billion three hundred and ninety one million streams uh-huh you know his latest album. I guess it was his latest album. There's a song called "Peaches." Yeah, I, I like really it. Like, and so do I. Yeah, I do. Maybe we've mentioned that before. No, it's I. It's funny. I was listening to, I was listening to Spotify during my old man workout yesterday. I got my peaches and I just put a best of 2021 or something, and I just thought all these songs I'd never heard before. And our boy uh, JB was on there. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting story. Neil Young wanting his music pulled from Spotify. Also interesting that I guess Rogan now is the most downloaded podcast. Although Smartless has got to be up there. So is Mark mm-hmm. Marin still. Yeah. It's interesting, as we said a few weeks ago, how when we started, it was just all Adam Carolla. And that's the only one anyone ever talked about. 
I don't know how someone listens to Rogan, and I mean it from this standpoint. How do you, how do you, when you look at the podcast and it says three hours and two minutes and there's a, one guest, like, how do you listen? How do you listen to that? Like, how do you get to the good parts? Does he, is there somewhere where you, if, you know, they list, at, at the, do they have time stamps when things are going to happen? I don't know, man. Like, I was looking at the, yesterday's episode where January 21st episode, two hours and 41 minutes and yeah. three hours and 10. But some of them, you know, January 19th, the same length as ours, one hour, 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. But most of them, as you say, are close to three hours. Yeah. And I, I personally, I think an hour between an hour and an hour 20 is the perfect length for a podcast. I really do. And I mean, that's partly why we do that. It's ours are an hour 50 Mm-hmm. Stars are longer than the right than the right amount is what you're saying. They're too long. Yeah, I guess we're an hour and f- even after the radio thing. Yeah, okay. But anyway, digestible. <laughs> yeah, we. So we normally do. What's the latest one here? I think we do. Like we normally do close to two hours. Depends on the day. Really? Yeah, man. Okay. Humble and Fred podcast. Hour 54, hour 56, hour 50, hour 44, two hours, hour 40, hour 36. Mm-hmm. It's just because it, you know what it is? It's just because it feels so much shorter because it just zips along. Well, plus when we were doing the radio thing <laughs> yes. as well, they were always a, an hour 34, an hour 36 since we dumped radio. They've stretched a bit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They used to be because we would do, we were doing 25 yes. minute segments. Right. And then the last one would be a little bit longer, but yeah, it's, and that, you know, that's another thing that mm-hmm. made a big difference for us. We we could have done that earlier. We probably should have. I mean, we took the bell gig. I don't know. I guess out of some lingering fear that we still needed radio. But I was still. I mean, we, I know we've hinted at it. Maybe we've even talked about it. But I remember that meeting. That should have been a sign for us. When we're having a meeting with a radio executive, and in the meeting she says, oh, by the way, just so you know, we won't be promoting this. Meanwhile, the most popular radio in the world is done on a podcast. There isn't a radio station on earth that's getting 11 million people listening to a three-hour block of their stupid radio. But her Mm -hmm. thing was, oh, no, no, just by the way, guys, before I let you go, we're not paying you, and we will not be promoting you. Mm -hmm. We know what we should have done then. If we were any mm-hmm. had any courage, well, I'll tell you what. How about we just don't give you the the podcast for free? I know. Hey, things we've learned along the way, and our guest this morning, uh, sort of on, you know, uh, we're going to be talking more about radio. But you, you, you know, that whole thing with Funny Eight Twenty. It was like here you are, a major. Uh, player in radio and you have this ready-made um uh morning show with a brand right yeah with a brand you're getting it for free on your goofy little am am signal and you don't want to take advantage of it on any level yeah and even if you did even if you you didn't saying it out loud you make us feel like you're doing us a big favor. Yeah, that's something. what I mean. Like, even if you didn't want to promote us in that meeting, why say that to two grown yeah. men? Mm-hmm. 
But what would it take even to promote it? You know? Yeah. I don't know. When you think about that, like, what would it have taken in that, you know, southern Ontario? Oh, by the way, I'm a little friend, guys that have, you know, been in this market, have a brand. They have, they're doing the morning show on it. Like, what, what does that take? And what was the strategy to go out of her way to say, uh, by the way, we won't be promoting. It. You know, maybe she know. didn't. Maybe she didn't want. This was only a couple of years ago. Maybe she didn't want us to get swelled heads and think we were too cool or some shit because or we were actually asked for money. Yeah, eventually, know. just so you guys know, we're really. Yeah, I mean, I really, I, it would have been a a bold move at the time, and knowing what we know now, it would have mm-hmm. been lovely to be able to say, you know what, yeah. We don't really need to do this. We're doing fine. We're just, we don't need the bother of editing our show so that we can run it on your stupid radio stations. <laughs> but, hey, Howard, look at the evolution. I mean, to be fair to ourselves, I mean, now, uh, you know, podcasts are being bought like never before, and agencies are now involved when they weren't before. So we were finding our way. And as it evolved, uh, so did we. And we realized that that was a waste of time, the radio thing. You know, sitting here five years ago, we couldn't say that. No, that's true. Uh, before we get to our guest today, I don't see her yet. Um, I want to talk about uh, Doer, but I uh, need to do it in a... Where is it? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, Doer's, uh, Doer is our pants sponsor. <laughs> Doer has the world's most comfortable pants. Let me get some... Uh, what do you want? Some Neil Young music while we still can play it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang on a second. Here we go. Doer, as I mentioned, the world's most comfortable pants for men and women, now presents the world's most comfortable contest. If you go to our Facebook page, just do it. Just and it couldn't be simpler. Just use the phrase love pants in the comments. You know, like uh I like shirts. But I love pets. And we'll enter you in a uh, chance to win a weekly prize of a pair of pants. Very simple. And you'll be eligible for the grand prize of pants and more. Actually, pants and lots of other stuff from Doer. Enter as many times as you want. And by the way, you can go to do this too. You know, listen, you get one of these pair of pants, you're going to be getting five. Uh, but you can use the promo code LOVEPANTS at doer.ca for 15% off checkout. So once again, go to our Facebook page, enter for free pants, or go to doer.ca and get 15% off using the promo code LOVEPANTS at doer.ca. Is our Gig Sky guest of the day there yet? Uh, I do not see uh, oh. them uh, yet. Well, let me tell you about GigSky Anyhows. Okay, just launched the GigSky Travel Rewards Program. Go to the GigSky app or sign into your account at GigSky.com to check out that program. And, uh, you know, there's a deal for you. Download the GigSky app today. Enter the code HF2021 for 5 bucks off your first plan. Or visit GigSky.com for more info on that. GigSky's latest service offering includes mobile data while flying. When traveling on uh, selected airlines and routes, you can get mobile data. Yes, you can. Up there in the sky. Go to GigSky.com slash Aeromobile to see the list of partner airlines. And remember, all GigSky data plans prepaid, no contracts or recurring fees. You get what you pay for. That's huge. 
and your service is never, ever throttled. GeekSky.com. I think one of the hesitations, at least from the sales department, that I remember not arguing for or against, but just making the point when you and I started to have discussions around should we pull the plug, and this was uh, sort of around the time that Boone joined us uh, officially, I just remember thinking, okay, well, what are our sponsors? What's Rudra at Gig Sky and Tim at the retirement sherbet bread at chamber plan. What are those people that have been supporting us? Like, is it going to be difficult for them? Because I, I and at the time, Barb Paluskiewicz was with us from uh, CDN Technologies. And, and I know she really enjoyed the radio ads and, and such. And, and it was a bit of a concern. Like, are we going to have it, a tr- trouble retaining the sponsors? But you know what? I don't think they've missed a beat. And I think they understood all of them. That our numbers, they're not 11 million per episode, but they're, I'll just say, we had more people listen, <laughs> I can say this now, more people heard our Brian Williams episode last week than will hear that radio station all oh, yeah. fucking week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that gives you some idea of what we're talking about. We had more listeners of one episode than that station would have in seven days, but mm-hmm. they didn't want to tell anyone that we were doing their show. Oh, man. That's a funny business, you know? Funny business in Canada. Yeah, I, I, you just... I, I, and I haven't thought about this for a long time, but now, again, uh, you know, a step back, it's like, yeah, like, why? Why? If you were embarrassed by us, why did you invite us on in the first place? Because they invited us on. It's not like we asked. It was their idea. <laughs> so it's their idea. We have a meeting. They invite us on and then say, but we won't be promoting you. But remember, a lot of these people, too, in those, like, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people in those positions now aren't traditionally radio people either. But who knows? Well, that, that's certainly true. A lot of the people that I dealt with, and I was thinking about this general manager who I worked with at the end when Easy Rock became Boom 97.3, and, and I hadn't thought of this. She eventually fired me. Mm-hmm. But, and she was a very nice person. A really, I'm sure, and I'm sure a very good corporate executive, but she came from a completely different side of the business. She came from outdoor digital, and I guess was very good at that, obviously, had, you know, run a, a division and budgets and all the things that, you know, I guess people do in those grown-up jobs. But they take her because she was good at that, and they make her in charge of the radio world, of which she had no idea of, and through no fault of her own. It just wasn't what she was trained to do or had experience doing. And I remember having conversations with her, thinking to myself, wow, this is like talking to somebody out of college. In terms of her radio experience. And remember, because at the end of the day, and, uh, bottom that day. line, bottom line, this is the entertainment industry. And those making decisions have to have some kind of a feel for it because it's entertainment. Well, and a lot somehow, of it is. <laughs> maybe, huh? maybe not our show, but a lot of the no, other stuff. No, but you know what I yeah. generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people, you know, in the trenches on the front lines are entertainers. So... There's got to be some kind of a feel there, you would think. 
but you know, and again, I don't envy these people now because podcasts have just like, like my walk, my daily walk, or my every other day walk. I would never ever think of putting on a radio station. Like it doesn't even make sense to me. Why would I put my earphones on and listen to a radio station songs that I can't pick, right? And then a, 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 a ton of commercials, seven or eight minutes in a row. And that's music radio. Mm-hmm. And then most of talk radio now is milk toast. And most of the subjects I don't give a shit about. Where, where a podcast, when I can go on my walk and put my earphones on and totally concentrate it, I can, I can ask for exactly what I want. And, you know, this concept, you know, the demographic of accepting this concept is getting older every day. Well, I, I agree. I mean, I, again, I don't listen to podcasts as much when I'm walking. Okay, here she is. She's late. Um, but I do listen. <laughs> that tells you something. <laughs> yeah. Such a big deal to come on the show. But um, I do remember a time when the radio would be on at dinner time. You know, it was one of those things, maybe in my parents' home or maybe even in our home with the kids once in a right. while we'd have the radio on maybe yes. preparing dinner or but it just as you said it, it doesn't even cross my mind i mean there was a time not that long ago i mean after my marriage i definitely remember being in the you know divorced dad house turning on cfrb listening to the evening news yeah but i just can't even imagine doing that it doesn't now I listen to podcasts. Well, I'll be honest with you. Most of Saturday, Sunday morning, even Fridays now. Cause we Friday, don't Saturday, the, Sunday. The only radio I listen to is Canoe FM out of Halliburton, Ontario. It's a, it's a community uh, volunteer station, and it fascinates me, and I love it. Okay. Well, That's listen, um, better late than never. Uh, here we go. Uh, Megan Edwards. Uh, what a thrill it must be for her <laughs> to get up at five in the morning in BC. I'm so excited. Oh well, you know when you're when you're talking about this type of environment, the Humble and Fred show, it's really a lot. Yeah. Uh, Megan spent 15 years in radio in Nova Scotia, then in Vancouver, and now she's excited to wake up and talk about why radio wasn't for her. We've been uh, sort of prepping the audience about why we're talking about this, and then he and I got into a tangent about why radio screwed us over. And anyway, welcome to the show, Megan. Uh, I'm sorry you're late because we have another guest after you that's a a client, so we're going to have you on until they're they're here, but uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, What happened? You couldn't find the link? Uh, Something happened there? I was sent the wrong link, but I won't put blame on anybody. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, she um, because our producer says, oh, she just got her links mixed up. So it was Boone's fault. Nice. Oh, I clicked the link that he sent yesterday, and it oh, was it the wrong link. Why? Why, <laughs> why are you? Uh, why are you doing that? First of all, yeah. hi. Uh, but let's get right to it. Are you writing a book, or are you just? How did you come to be in our universe right now? Uh, I have no plans to write a book right now on this, but I left radio in July and I have been kind of um, upset about it for the last year, really, not even just recently. And um, 
I just wanted to talk about it. I wanted to speak out about it because I feel like a lot of things that happened were unfair. And, um, and I know the company I worked for didn't treat a lot of people right. So I, I felt like it was good to speak out. And when I have the people that are still there or uh, who've just left have been like, oh, thank you for saying something. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could what, summarize. Uh, go ahead. But that was gonna no, I was just going to say, and what is that? So you've done this through just social media, and then it's just gained some steam. So again, yeah, I just done it on TikTok. Okay, literally, right. I just I was like, how do I how do I do this? I was like, maybe I'll do a podcast. Maybe, and then I was like, you know what? I just want to do it so it gets out there fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I just did little TikToks. And, like, a lot of time on TikTok, you do, like, a story time. And it's, like, one or two videos. Mine's 25. So I made it into, like, a series. Because I wanted to start from the beginning. I didn't want to just be, like, here's what happened in the last year. Mm -hmm. I started in radio in 2007. So I wanted to tell the whole story about, you know, so people really got an idea of like how I felt about being in radio at the very beginning. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't post on TikTok, but I really have gotten in my two daughters a couple of years ago. I said, do you think daddy should get into TikTok? They're like, no, but I, I really like it for what you're talking about. You, there's lots of compelling content and yeah. it's instant. And yeah. listen, I'm, I was going to have you summarize if we can. There's a lot of stuff there, but if anyone wants to hear the whole story, Megan Edwards, Megan Edwards is who's with us. And if you go to yes. TikTok, what is your TikTok handle? It's at Radio Killed the Radio Star. Okay. And and it and I and I think that's a great place for people to go and get caught up on this. Mm-hmm. But and, and one of the things we've said many times to ex broadcasters is that the great thing about podcasting and it worked for us, is if you get fired from radio, which both Fred and I have been, <laughs> your your ability to then switch to another platform, that didn't exist until quite recently, relatively yeah. speaking, Megan. When right. we, we, we created this podcast because neither of us had a radio gig, and we thought, oh, well, we'll do it. Maybe some radio people will hear it. But in yeah. your case, you got fired, and right away you can go to a platform where people who listen to you, and even those that didn't, can get a sense of your situation. Well, I didn't get fired this past time. I quit. Okay. Um, I, I was fired in ra- I mean, <laughs> in radio, you get fired at least once. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, I was fired back in 2011 at the station in um, Halifax and then moved to Vancouver, started doing the Vancouver thing. And I decided to, I made the decision to leave okay. in July. Um, and, I didn't have any plans exactly to tell my story. I knew I wanted to. I just didn't know how. And then I just decided in December, I was like, I think this is the time. I feel right now. I feel like I want to do it right now. So, yeah, I had the opportunity. I had the ability to to go to TikTok because in 2011, when I was laid off, Mm -hmm. fired, whatever, there wasn't really that platform that I knew of, at least. Okay. Um, So... The the information we got, there's about 20 bullet points here. Most of them I've read. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's nothing new to me. I've heard these stories for for years. Um, yeah. What makes you think that you should have been any different? You say radio killed the radio star. If you were a star, would you have had to go through this? Uh, probably not. They treated me like I was um, their station. Are we allowed to swear on here? Or? Yes, yes, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, I don't, go yes. ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Maybe you've they never heard like, the show. 
like I know um, they treated me like I was their station bitch. And after 15 years of doing it, I didn't feel like I should be because I could do everything at that station. I was putting that was, one, that was one station or several stations. You mean uh, it was owned by one company oh, okay. and there was a TV um, mm. TV pro show, whatever uh, that I worked on. I also worked on the uh, show, the top 40 radio, the sports radio. Um, I also think that really when your mental health is suffering and you Mm -hmm. work for a company that supports a huge, massive mental health day and they don't do anything to help you, then that is a huge thing. So, um, yeah, maybe not. If I was the main morning show person, then they would have treated me better, Mm -hmm. but they decided they wanted to keep me kind of right here even though I could do everything. Well, and, and, and I'll tell you, Megan, yeah. it's, it's what I said to Fred, because I read this, and, 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 and really it's a story of somebody that was being, I'll just say this, if you were my kid, and you're young enough to be, and you told me all the things this company was making you do, and I said to Fred this morning, yeah, it's easy to say, okay, well, she just wasn't good enough to do drive or mornings, but I said to Fred, you were good enough to do six other fucking jobs, getting 25, <laughs> no, but it's true, getting $25 an hour, they're basically abusing you, and, and not, and keeping you part-time so they don't have to give you benefits, and, and both of us were sort of wondering, well, why are we going to have this conversation, and I think it has bigger implications for companies that now basically have this it's not just radio stations that do this they keep they keep i'm going to say Mm -hmm. kids megan they keep you younger people kind of part-time to avoid the benefits to not give you real money because i'll tell you you can't afford to live in vancouver on what they were paying you you can't afford to live here on what they were paying you no no honestly sorry no, I was just going to say, further to what Howard said, you know, um, our career in Toronto, we would bring interns in and, that, you know, in almost every case, they paid their dues and then actually started learning, uh, earning a living wage. They evolved that way. And I know and it's changed a lot over the past few years. Badass. Yeah. And the thing is, I totally get starting the industry and paying your dues. And I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I did do that when I was 20, when I started, I was doing the bitch work I was doing and I was okay with that. I was working the 30 days in a row. I'm okay with doing that. I, you know, I'm not saying that I shouldn't have worked hard. I did. It just was very disappointing 15 years later, still doing the same thing. And the thing is, I am good enough to do the morning show. I am good enough to do the TV morning show. It's just they had me in a spot that they didn't... They were like, we don't need to move her up. She does everything for us. If if she changes positions, then mm -hmm. who's going to do all that work? And that was my point to Fred. And I said, listen, if you're good enough to be able to do the weekly entertainment panel, the traffic updates, the TV spots, and you're working six days a week, you are a full-time employee, obviously good enough to work at that level in the market, and they're still paying you as a part-timer. That's a problem with this company. Yeah, but it it, it is with a lot of companies. But let me put... uh, play the 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 devil's advocate. What, why didn't you just leave? Like, if you could do a morning show or you had that confidence, why didn't you go and maybe try and do a morning show somewhere else? Because again, it's the entertainment industry, and it's you know you want to talk about bitches. It's a bitch. It can be a bitch. 
Well, leave and go where and and do what? I had to feed myself. I had to pay right. my rent. I couldn't just leave. Like well, a I, lot of people do. Part of oh, that. A lot of people do and have in this industry. They get frustrated. And I just did. And I yeah. just did in July. Yeah. It took me a while. And I honestly, I felt like I worked for a great company or one of the biggest companies. Not a great company. One of the biggest companies and. I want to move up within this company. And I felt like I was kind of dangled a carrot every now and then. Oh, we'll let you do this. Right. Well, you should do this. And so I'm like, okay, so what, what do I want to do? Start all over at another company or keep doing this here where they know what I can do and I can work my way up. I mean, mm-hmm. I had um, applied for other jobs too, and it just... Mm-hmm didn't happen yeah. and well, you know it's very competitive uh, no and, and uh, it's easy listen it's easy to say why not apply to another thing and, and I'm, I'm gonna ask you two quick questions so number one you said they were dangling a carrot so i guess for a while there they're saying hey keep doing this and that that job's coming so was that part of it they sort of kept saying you know no it's you'll get a your full-time gig is coming N- not necessarily that but i kept getting different things like i could do like recently I started doing fill in on the uh, morning show, like TV wise. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I love doing this. Still making 25 an hour. Uh, No, by that point I was making $28 an hour. Nice. I in (laughs) uh, from 2012 until 2021, uh, I made $25 and then I ended up ended uh, $28 an hour. So I got two raises when I was there. So you're doing the morning TV in Vancouver. Uh, sorry, for morning TV, I should say, they gave me a base rate of $150. But, but but still, you're on television. You're on radio six days a week. And where was this? What market? It, it was it was Vancouver. It, yeah, so Vancouver, it's a major okay. market. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but the second part of my question was, uh, now I've forgotten, but it's, um, it doesn't matter. I was going to ask you about quitting. Why you quit? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that you could have applied somewhere else. And you, but one of the things that's weird about your story is that you actually applied for a job you were filling in on. Oh, yeah. So tell uh, that, that story. I found that bizarre. Um, yeah. I, I, the evening show person left, and um, they got me and another guy to fill in for evenings. And so I was like, okay, well, I want give me this job. A full-time so shift, kept- regular Monday through Friday, you know, a jocking shift. Yeah. Okay. Um, evenings, uh, what was it, 6 to 10. And I would pass, you know, I would do up my demo after I was done my fill-ins and send it to them, even though they knew what I sounded like. And um, I even had an interview for the job. I was like, oh my, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and I did that for months. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we're, we've got some new people for it. I was like, okay. But, Howard, we've we've seen that over the years where – a morning show leaves and somebody fills in in the interim while they go out and actively go to search or, or yes, hire a new morning show. And the person filling in thinks, well, I could do this, but, you know, no, I know they I, don't get the job. But we're not talking about mornings here. We're talking about a six to ten shift that Megan's already oh. doing. OK. Yeah, right. I, listen, I just but, see it like yeah. if they keep mm-hmm. this, if they keep her around for all these years. Right. Knowing that they're not really. Listen, if they, and I would say on their part, if they didn't think you were good enough to work in 
that market mm-hmm. on a regular show. They should have told you years ago and say, listen, Megan, you're always going to be swing, which in the radio business means somebody that fills in. You're always mm-hmm. going to yeah. be this. And if you want to do something different, go to Kelowna or go to Calgary. If you think you're, and and, and I agree, Fred, listen, it happened to me early on. I was a part-timer and I was filling in and, and I would be like, well, why does this person get a shift? Because I wasn't ready. But there was, but uh-huh. in Megan's case, after 15 years, someone should have taken you aside and said, listen, this isn't for you. You're never going to get yeah. a Monday through Friday shift on this station. And honestly, I think, um, obviously, we've all done this. This is, this is radio. But I'm speaking out on my situation because I could do it. I was obviously good enough to do it because they had me on every freaking shift all the time. But they didn't want to. I think they knew if they... Uh, fired me or or put me at one of those positions or whatever, I wasn't going to be there to be their fill-in, to be their person who could do all of the, the bitch work. All right. That's why. They they couldn't be honest with me well, because okay. if they were, I'd leave. Because that, that was the next question I was going to ask. It's if you were held down, why? And you, just because you were too much of a convenience? And listen, that's not unique. There's a lot of people holding positions that should get a higher position, but the person above them finds the person just below them very convenient they don't want them to lose they don't want them out of that position because then maybe my job will become a little harder so yeah that that's not unique i get that it just seems crazy that that would stretch over 15 years which leads us to the mental health aspect of this yeah after 15 years it's got to drive you a bit crazy and the irony of this is the company that claims to be so concerned about mental health I, I worked for this specific company for nine years. Um, but yes, I very concerned about mental health, apparently. And, you know, I reached out about mine and I said, like, what can be done? I mean, I do technically work full time hours well, for a radio person, full time hours. And um, I was told, you know, here's a pamphlet. This can help you. Mm. This is what we'll give you. And to be honest, I'm like, if you hold a mental health day, uh, shouldn't you make sure all of your employees are taken care of that way? Whether Mm -hmm. you are freelance, part time, full time, whatever you are. Walk the walk is what you're saying. Let let me ask you this. Have you taken any abuse through this? Because there's a lot. I said to Howard before this interview, you know, the default for a lot of people would be, oh, what's she whining about? Hey, we all have our problems or my industry's like this and my industry's like that. What's she talking about? Have you taken any abuse that way where people saying, you know what? We don't really care. Only from you. Oh, okay. All right. I'm yeah. sorry, you, you're, we're only, you're only getting abuse from us. Hey, listen. No, no. Not I, from you, from, from no, me. No, no, me but in particular. I'm just playing the devil's no. advocate because I've, I've heard a lot of these stories so over the years. No, and it, I, I haven't. Yeah. I've had some people say, but I've had most people be like, yeah, that sucks because they have been mm-hmm. in the same position as I have with this right. company. And their mental health has really gone down the drain. Oh, yeah. And sure. they've understood. And to be honest, I don't care if people are like, oh, you're whining, you whatever. This is mm-hmm. my story, and I'm telling you. Well, as you know, yep. here's the thing. I'm so I'm the more compassionate one. I'm the more, oh, you yes. know, yes, you know, I'm the more. I'm a prick. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. Um, but, you know, I often get that. I use, you know, Barry, over the years, I'm yeah, the one, I'm the calm one. I'm the logical. I was always logical. the bastard. Yeah, 
died. <laughs> it's okay. I've, I've dealt with worse. Don't worry. I can handle oh, it. Oh, I know. I, I, but, listen. Let, let, oh, but let's be honest. I mean, you're going to come on this show, and I'm not going to read. But what do you think? I'm not going to challenge you a bit? Like, of course I am. It's I never just, said that. I just yeah, called okay. you out. Yeah, fine. Absolutely. And you've answered the questions nicely. But again, I've heard a lot of these stories all the time. And I'm just wondering if through this, because it takes some balls guts to do what you've done, because the default with, I think a lot of people would be like, hey, you know, well, the irony is I I don't I don't really care if people are like whining, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. Everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying my situation is any worse than anybody else's. No, no. Or better. I'm just saying this is my situation. And especially when it comes to the mental health side of things, mm-hmm. it's they really have fucked up. Um, that company is really fucked and, up. And to be clear, some of the people that would be whining about you are also, <laughs> you know, that particular one, are also whiners as well. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, you can't be in this business as long as we have and not have heard a lot of stories. But you can understand, Megan, yeah. that, you know, on the surface... I mean, I'm sympathetic to the fact that you were doing all these shifts for all these years and yeah. they didn't make you full time. That's actually abusive. That's a, that's your, they're sort of taking advantage of you, abusing an employee. That being said, because it's show business, you're not there. You're not entitled to anything just mm-hmm. because and I get what Fred was saying. You're not entitled just because you filled in for the morning show to do the morning show, because lots of people filled in for us. that couldn't do the job. They could do it well enough to fill in. So I get that. that no, they don't owe you a Monday through Friday shift. They did owe you, I believe. A con- a con- Pardon? Mm-hmm. Some honesty. Well, they owe, yeah, they owed you the the benefit of saying you're not going to make it on this station. We appreciate all the yes. hard work you're doing, but you should go. And if and again, back to my point about you being my kid. At some point in year four or five of nine, I would have said, you know what, honey, it's time yeah. for you to apply to a different market if that's what you want to do. Because Megan, there was a point where, and I'm sure maybe you look back and go, you know. Maybe I should have leapt at this point because, you know, listen, we all love I lived. I worked in Vancouver. It's a great place to live. And sometimes you go, well, if I'm going to live here, I have to accept that this is my situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I did accept it for a long time. You know, every especially at the beginning when I was in Vancouver, I was always reaching out, being like, how can I do this? What can I do sure. with this? Like. Am I able to be on TV? Am I able to? And I was always reaching out and I was always able to do those things. And, you know, no one owes you anything in um, in any industry at all. But I do think that I was kept there without honesty, um, kept there and just being like, well, she can do everything and we can easily like you know put her anywhere we need her to and she knows how to do it so we'll just keep doing that did you ever call them on it have a meeting like and say that yes Uh, yes well um, i mean i did and that's the thing i was like i i was like what do i do here what where do i go from here i mean i am it's really difficult financially number one and number two i just feel defeated at this point and i was basically told well um at least you're free in the morning. You can go get another job. Yeah, exactly. Are, um, are you? Uh, are you? Are you married? Do you have a family? No. Oh, okay. Um, listen, Megan. Thanks for telling your story. We appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Hope that's been fun for you. I mean, on some level. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, seriously, we're we're really we're really great guys. And as and remember, I'm the more compassionate one. I've very I've been I've been doing this for years, and I'm always. I appreciate well. you both for who you are. <laughs> Just know I'm going to come back at you. Oh yeah, you came back. Mm, yes. Oh, you, you, you keep coming back, Megan. <laughs> All the best to you, my friend. Uh, and you. and on TikTok, uh, what is it again? At Radio Killed the Radio Star. All right, my friend. Uh, take care, Megan. Bye, Megan. Thank you. Bye, Megan. All the best. All the very best. You can just let yourself out. You know, it's funny. I, I, all joking aside about being more, you know, I listen. I felt about that the way I feel about it. Part of it is because. You know, I just think about it. If that were my kid and they were doing that to somebody like Charlie or Spencer, and I'd say at some point they'd owe they owe her that explanation that, listen, we're not this isn't in the cards. You should go somewhere else. Well, she said she had meetings over it. I I, I don't know. It's just, you know, stretching over 15 years. Yeah. It's like, what? I know. I mean, isn't the writing on the wall? You Maybe think. you just aren't good enough. Well, that's what I'm saying. A year four or five, if this is your lot and, you know, there's there's. You know, no, like I said, no one owes you a shift. You know, I got, I got, it was a hard lesson for me to learn early on. And I learned it early because I was so young when I started. It was a hard lesson that they would bring in people from out of town to do the regular shifts because they had more experience than me. And I was just sort of like, well, I guess, you know, it was the old, the old thing about, you know, just be better, to be honest with you, get better. It's, and, and again, it's, it's, it's the entertainment industry. Yes. You have to entertain, and the the powers that be have to make those decisions. Who is most going to entertain? Who's best for that job? We worked with people that were talented, but they could never, ever be morning show people. No, I know. So well, what's the thing? Oh, I want to be the morning show person. Well, okay, you can, or you're put off, or you're given other shifts, and it's like you just think for whatever reason— you should get that job. Oh no! It's like you- I agree. There's, it's no one's right, and, and I didn't disagree. Yeah. By the way, I did that. It was so funny. It's like you weren't. We weren't really. You weren't really pushing back. You were just asking those questions. And I only. Yeah. Em- I empathize with the situation, but I totally agree. No one owes you shit in this industry. Nobody does. No. You know, and and again, that lesson I learned early on was just if you want it, just be better. Because that's the only pathway. That hey, being hey, said, they did fuck her around. It sounds like they fucked her around sure, a little but bit. But again, I kept making that point. I read that, yeah, hey, a radio station fucks somebody around. Wow, you're kidding. Yeah, it's I, happened for years. Yeah, I know. Like, and again, I guess the, the, the maybe she's not cut out for the business. It's like when we signed good contracts, we knew the day we signed them, we were a step closer. You were going to be scrutinized more because it's the entertainment industry. And if you didn't entertain... You lost those contracts. You lost your job. Sorry, but that's the that's the world that you chose to live in. No, I know. And we were, um, you know, we we weren't entertaining, and we got fired. Right. Yeah, we did. And listen, I know there's more to that story, but on the surface, it's a, it's pretty. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's easy to say. I, I for me though, I, it would just been if I if I understood. Here's come our next guest. But I would just say this. Mm-hmm. If, if somewhere in the first couple of years it became apparent 
that I wasn't going to get a Monday through Friday shift at that yeah. station, I would have then applied either to other stations in the market. She says she did, or mm-hmm. I'd go down a market. Right. You know, there's and look at the people that we've you know part of our intern program. I mean, there's a people that have come through here that went to smaller markets because we told them there ain't that many jobs in Toronto. We're yeah. not going anywhere, and that's part of the guys. Th- you take a step back before yep. you can take a step forward. I mean, it's just what happens in the business. Exactly. Anyway. And we're going to talk about another bit of business. Yes. The vice president and country manager of GoDaddy Canada is here. Anne Aragon. Anne is going to turn. I'm not sure if Anne's going to turn her there camera on. Hi, Anne. Hello. Hi. Hello, Anne. You know, I didn't realize till recently because we didn't, I don't. We don't we don't really deal with grown-ups that much but my uh, my partner is a grown-up and she deals with professionals and she says sometimes they're in meetings and they don't turn the camera on. I was like, "Really? Does that happen in your world?" Oh, it happens. Yeah. I think if um, you know, if you're in a, a big important meeting, people put their cameras on, but if it's uh, if you're just kind of receiving information, I think sometimes people might leave the camera off so they can multitask, but uh yeah, it's, I, I, I think it's about 50 50. Well, I tell you what, we appreciate you turning yours on and joining us this morning. Uh, Anne De Aragon is the uh, vice president, as I mentioned, and country manager of GoDaddy. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, it's, it's really a unique approach that GoDaddy has in Canada. Uh, and we're going to find out a little bit more about what's going on. Tell us about your role, Anne. Yeah, so um, so I head up the Canadian operations for GoDaddy. I've been doing that for the last three years. But prior to that, I was working here as the um, director of marketing. So got to bring some great campaigns to market and, um, you know, help sort of drive our mission to help empower entrepreneurs by giving tools and support to help grow online. Um, so, yeah, as, as uh, the head of GoDaddy now, I, I have the opportunity to, you know, work with small business customers hear about their interests and needs and then uh, respond to that through uh, through the products that we bring to market and the campaigns that we bring to market. Yeah. Now help them reach their full potential. How, what would that look like? Like you do profile yeah. of their company and then you determine what they need and then... Uh, well, if you think about it, right, small businesses don't have in-house IT. So normally if you're in a bigger company, you've got someone that's doing, you know, bringing you your email, giving you your new computer, getting you all set up with the tools and software that you need. When you go out on your own, and most people who do go out on their own end up being much you know, happier, by the way, or at least they say they're happier than when they worked in um, yeah. other oh, kinds yeah. of business. But you don't have those people. Like, you don't have those in-house people to get you everything you need. So you become, in essence, kind of your own IT person, and you can you know, go to others for help, of course, but... Um, if you're small and just starting out and you need to be online, like you need a website and you need email and you need to make sure that your you know, online properties are secure, you can come to GoDaddy and we can give you all that stuff. We can bring you, um, you know, marketing solutions and we have care. So we have this um, global care center 24-7. You can call in and get help and advice. And it's, you know, it is kind of like having your own uh, IT people on staff to, to bring you that help mm-hmm. and support. Anna, what type of uh, tech and small business trends are you seeing lately? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, everything has changed because of the global pandemic, obviously, right? And so prior to, like when I first started at GoDaddy six years ago, we saw about like 40% of Canadian small business had a website. 
now that's grown to like 50, 60% and, and accelerating from there as well. Um, and so it's really when you had to shutter down your business, you had to you know, stay open somehow. And so that sort of um, was a catalyst for a lot of people getting online and not only getting online, but selling online. And so the next kind of trend that we're seeing is this um, um, sort of trend around omni-commerce, meaning that you can sell online, you can sell offline, you can sell online and return in store and vice versa. So giving people a lot of options on how to to buy and sort of bringing that all together, um, you know, so that a vendor can keep track of their inventory, for example, if they're mm-hmm. selling some in person and some online and some over the phone, um, that's becoming a really big trend. And in fact, I think, again, when I started, about 12% of uh, Canadian businesses were doing e-commerce. And now it's over 17%. And then Accenture says, like, in the next couple of years, it'll be 25% of all retail sales will be online. So it is a trend that's continuing to accelerate and grow. Um, and then just a couple other things. Like, we're also seeing what I mentioned earlier about people creating, like, this one-stop shop, right? Like, if you're running your business, you don't have time to deal with multiple vendors and mm-hmm. try to get things to integrate. And so you're looking for something that can kind of give you a seamless experience from you know, building your website, managing your social media, doing your marketing, um, all that kind of stuff. So that's a big trend that we're seeing as well. And then finally, I just want to call one out. And that is like the emergence of this side hustle culture. Yes, exactly. And right. Everybody seems to be starting a side hustle these days. And Again, um, it's, it's, it is kind of across the board, but it's really prevalent in kind of the teenager to mid-20s are really, really starting it at an unprecedented rate. And in fact, in our data, I've seen uh, like a 100% increase in the number of 18 to 24-year-olds coming to GoDaddy's site in the last year. So that's, that's just another biggie is this emergence of side hustles. Mm-hmm. And the value of this, there's a lot of small business guys out there that don't even real guys and women and and young people and old people who don't even <laughs> know that these opportunities exist. They don't even know the technology exists. So that door has to be open for them. So here's what you can do with your business. And that's where, where uh, GoDaddy plays a part. That's exactly right. And so, you know, a lot of people know GoDaddy. It's like, oh, what's where I go to get my domain? Mm-hmm. But it's really a lot. Like, that's maybe where we started 20, 20 some odd years ago. But right. now it's it's really about full solutions. And so we do a lot of um, advertising and market. We do a lot of TV. Um, so we've done a lot of TV campaigns. And then, you know, we're in social media and we're in your display. So, I mean, we're trying to um, bring the message to Canadians that, Again, like you should just, I think job number one is like, you should be online. Mm-hmm. If you want to consider right. like GoDaddy, that's great for me. Um, but really you should be looking at, you know, what being online and, and all of that entails and what that can bring to your uh, business to drive its success. Um, speaking of that, uh, we saw the latest uh, GoDaddy ad that is currently in the market. What can you tell us about that, Anne? <laughs> um, so, no, that's, that's really fun. That was... Uh, a very uh, uh, fortuitous situation, I think, because we decided to partner with Andre DeGrasse. So we've actually had years of history of working with different athletes. And, you know, about five years ago, we started working with Toronto Raptors and uh, worked with three different Toronto Raptors and then alumni. And then last year during the lockout, um, I guess two years ago now, during the, the when the teams had to shut down, uh, and Toronto started playing out of Florida. There was no, there was no athletes um, from the basketball team in Canada. So we're like, who else could represent 
our brand and who else has that tenacity and the grit and all those things that we love about professional athletes that also translate to small business owners. And so we naturally thought of Andre uh, DeGrasse as a great Canadian athlete. But in addition to that, we said, like, let's also start to bring in real customers because we've always sort of done these scenarios where take take somebody and we say, let's give them a, a fake business kind of run it as a real business, but it was never a real business. Um, but with Andre, he's now like sort of um, shining a spotlight on real small business owners. And so we did a campaign last year featuring three business owners. This year, uh, just this month, we started a new campaign with three more business owners. And, you know, we're trying to just sort of um, show the... Uh, business owners are really powerful light so that it will inspire others who are thinking of getting into business to say, well, look at that, that guy did it. You know, I can mm-hmm. do it too. So. Um, so the Raptors is part of your plan. Why did they, why did you, why did you guys make the switch? Uh, is that why? Cause you wanted to have a different yeah. presence. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, again, a lot of it had to do with Raptors just being yes. not physically in the country to shoot the ads. But we're still partners with the Toronto Raptors. And, um, you know, we're if you see the games, you know, we're in the games with the signage. We're doing a really nice series um, with them as well called Small Business Big Impact and uh, featuring Jamal McGlure sort of highlighting again, shining a spotlight on some some businesses. So that continues to be a really important relationship with us. But again, we've just decided to evolve more into showcasing real small business customers mm-hmm. um, because I think that's the most powerful thing, right? When you say, when I see someone who's a baker or a dentist or, you know, a guy who owns a pizza store, a couple pizza stores, I can sort of relate and go, oh, well, hey, if they can do it, then mm-hmm. I can do it too. Like I might not have right. technical skills. I don't really need them now because I can do this by myself on my own. Uh, listen, it's a lot of a uh, lot of great information, and we certainly appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. Uh, I hope we covered most of it with uh, Anne the Aragon uh, VP and Country Manager. It's the entire country. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your, are you? This is is this? Are you doing most of your work these days in your home office? Yeah, right here in my home office. It's something. You got a nice chair though. You got the Aeron chair. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? For years, I sat on an old uh, wooden chair, and I'm like, I need to upgrade. You, <laughs> you need did. to upgrade. I'm spending a lot of time in this office. So, well, you did the up. I, we we both know that from having had the opportunity years ago to have that chair. It's something else, and and uh, and you look great in it. Thank you very much for taking some time. Uh, as we've said many times here on the program, start your website for free. Go do it. No credit card even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Thank you, Andy Aragon. We appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Anne. Guys. All right. I hope, I hope that was okay to Jeff. Fun. Look at us. We're just, you know, uh, humble and Fred. Remember us? Now we're old. <laughs> awesome. Take care. See you later. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Anne. you. Now, do you see what I sent you earlier before the show started? Yeah, I sent you that. I thought you were following along. It's okay. It's okay. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of moving parts. Oh look, Dan Duran's got his fucking hat on. Yeah, why? I like that? that. Why? Well, he didn't All have time stuff. to wash his beautiful mane. <laughs> yeah, that's why I originally put it on because uh, when I contacted you guys earlier today, uh, I didn't have my you know hair done yet. So no. he has a like staff. It, so I thought I'd throw it on. I thought maybe he accidentally burned it off or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
How did you... Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. He looks... Uh, there's this does Because Dan Duran has got such a beautiful face and head. That hat does... Does something for you? Makes you look uh, makes you look different, tougher actually. Oh really? Oh, okay, I'll keep that in mind. How did you get so like gir- kind of like a, an FBI kind of uh, uh, agent vibe? Not really that type of vibe. More like a, a guy that works for kind of a small town, uh, small time uh, crook. You're sort of like you look like their muscle. Oh, um, okay. Good. About, how did you, you, girlfriend Lisa? How did you give her a black eye? Or do, should we know? Did, were you doing some of your sex play? No, no. This was uh, Sunday morning. You know, waking up in the morning. Everybody yeah. looks at their phones. She's mm-hmm. a bit of an animal lover. And uh, I don't know. I saw some sort of, you know, crazy animal video as we run across things on the Internet. And I went to show her. I was holding my phone. And uh, it just fell out of my hands as I was showing it to her and hit her eye right above uh, the eye socket. You know, like, mm-hmm. so not on her eye, but just just the, like where her uh, eyebrow would be just a little bit below that right in the corner of the eye. And, you know, she reacted in pain, which, you know, was natural. I felt so bad. And then later in the day, it had grown into a bruise. So it mm. just hit the right spot. But fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. It turned this purple color, which actually, you know, if uh you were to do some makeup it kind of matched a makeup scheme so she actually found some makeup and did the other eye the same way the the Mm, yeah that one eye is so well anyway hey maybe that's the story you're telling your friends but this these two (laughs) these two cops we're not buying it okay that's one of those things fred you've seen the movies oh my my boyfriend's phone hit me in the eye oh did it lisa blink once if you're in trouble Ah, man. Yeah, I'm always... Rachel loves... She loves animal videos. I'm always sending her videos of like, you know, like a cat that's friends with a hippo or one of those things that, you know... Yeah, jumping in the snow or... That's why she took me... That's why she took me to the alpaca farm for my birthday. Yeah, we still really haven't heard about that experience, have we? Maybe Don't tomorrow. they spit at people, the alpacas? Uh, not like, that's more like camels. But alpacas, camels and lemmas. Alpacas yeah. have, I know all kinds of alpaca facts. <laughs> For I instance, you did you know that alpacas don't have top teeth? They only have bottom teeth. Oh, really? Yeah. What do, what do they chew against? Well, they, I guess they, well, they don't really, that's the funny thing about alpaca. Another alpaca fact. They have three stomachs. And what they are constantly doing is regurgitating food from one stomach to another. In fact, most of their day is spent regurgitating food, bringing it up, sort of chewing it again and pushing it back down. So they're bulimic. Well, no, they're not throwing it up. Hmm. Oh, okay. But they are throwing it up into their other stomachs. So that's what cows do, but they have four stomachs, Yeah, right? well, that's... They're, they're certainly winning the stomach wars. <laughs> but uh, when, you, when I fed them, because the, the alpaca farm we went to, they're very friendly. Although, interesting, you can't touch an alpaca's head. They don't like that. They sort of back away. But you can pet their bodies where the alpaca, alpaca fur or whatever it is. It's very interesting. But you, when you feed them, they... they sort of scrape their bottom teeth against your hand. It's very interesting. 
I'm looking at a picture of an alpaca now. <laughs> Do they all look like that? It looks like the guy we used to work for his hairpiece. <laughs> That's wearing. right. They do. Huh? They look a it little bit like, hello, like a my bad hairpiece they're all wearing, right? Yeah. Looks like, hello, my baby. And they have big, <laughs> huge eyes. With, with, yeah. with, they're almost cartoon looking. Mm. But it was really an interesting time. And that, became, that, that all sprang out of Rachel, who loves the animals, said this might be a fun thing to do for your birthday. And it was. It was. Uh, imagine that. Yeah. Like, if they, imagine that. Here's something we want to do on your birthday. Let's go to an alpaca farm. Like, I just. I know. That would never be part of my world. Like, it's crazy. It's wonderful, actually. It was random. And, and, and you know what? What's next? The Butterfly Museum in Kitchener? Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Why don't you just take a shit on all adventure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> What's next? Some other thing that might be interesting? <laughs> no, and you know who loved it, too, was uh, Spencer. We invited them along. I didn't think. Well, no, but I didn't think that there'd be any interest. Mm-hmm. And I saw Spenny yesterday, and I said, how about that alpaca farm? And they were like, this was my, one of my favorite days. All our <laughs> friends wants to go to the alpaca farm now. And as a bonus, the alpaca farmer had two horses, very, very gentle, older horses. And, and she brought the horses into the barn, and we got to pet the horses. And I have a picture that they, she trained the horse to, they, both horses would take carrots out of your hand, but the one horse would kiss you right on your face like it would you'd go kiss and the horse would come in and nuzzle your face and not like do it and then run away it would like just like linger there to the point where i said to rachel is this horse trying to tongue me because this was like right in there it was very very sweet so did you know animals can carry the uh omni uh virus and the uh covid virus you know that i don't care i would have taken i would have gotten the virus i would rather get the virus from a horse what were you going to say, Dan? Oh, I was just asking if you went through all the other barnyard animals. Like, they had the ducks, too. The they cow. had ducks there. We fed the they ducks. ducks. We, yeah. we fed the ducks peas, Dan, out of, our, out of our hands. So ducks, alpacas, and horses. Great birthday present. You know, if you're I'll keep 10. that in mind for next year. For, for 10-year-olds. That was great for me, too. Mm. <laughs> all right, Dan, here we now, go. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Oh. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as has for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low All right, folks, here we go Brought to you by HealthGage We'll tell you about the HealthGage Phoenix in a second Here's Dan Duran and the news I've never heard of mass formation hypnosis, but Eric Clapton has. Yes, Mr. Clapton, who uh, vowed never to hold concerts in proof-of-vaccine venues and then had a concert in a proof-of-vaccine venue, he's on it. He made an appearance on the Real Music Observer channel on YouTube, which is basically a rock music interview and gossip channel with very strong anti-lockdown and anti-vaccine point of views. The channel describes anyone who with uh, pro-vaccine views as the uh, hive mind and complete morons. And of course, people who refuse to be vaccinated are not morons. They are simply people who refuse to go along with the government narrative and love freedom. Anyway, somewhere in the... um, meandering interview, Clapton revealed 
that a light went on in his head when he heard about mass formation hypnosis. You know, the, the, the theory of mass um, hypnosis formation. Yeah. And I could see it then. Once I kind of started to look for it, I saw it everywhere. And then I remembered seeing little things on YouTube which were like subliminal advertising. Jesus. Yeah. That had been going on for a long time. That, and it would, what does that mean? And uh, bit by bit, that, I put a rough kind of jigsaw puzzle together. You know, the. You yeah. put it together. Yeah, and Dan's yeah, uh, Zoom good. just froze there. But we anyway, got the, the idea. Theory, that theory was. Yeah. That theory was shared by uh, Robert Malone on the uh, Joe Rogan experience yep. in November, and then Clapton, I guess, picked up on it somewhere in the in the uh, universe from there. See, there's another thing that Malone guy is a whack job, and yeah. it, and, and Rogan and had him on his show, which is good. And sometimes it's good to get um, different perspectives, like we had this morning on our show. But uh, you know, you the know, thing about I, Clapton. And then Meatloaf and anyone else like this. I said to Rachel on the weekend when Meatloaf died and I read that he was an anti-vaxxer and a whatever. I said, you know, it's too bad because the guy sold a hundred. This is Meatloaf. So mm-hmm. it's something like a hundred million records. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things in his obit is anti-vax, you know, lunatic Meatloaf. Well, same with Clapton. I like Clapton. I like his music. I have their songs of his I liked. But now whenever I hear his name, all I think of is, oh, that fucking whack job. That's too bad. The same thing with Van Morrison. He wrote a song about it. I just found out. And I like Van Morrison's music a lot. Now, should I be able to play it anymore? What has he written? Vax dance. It's a lovely day for a vax dance. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, you know, I'm same thing. I love Van Morrison. Yeah, I would continue to listen to his music. But you just, it's like, uh, what's it said? John Voight on... On, uh, you know, the Ray Donovan movie. I couldn't wait to see that movie, and and, and he's great. But, you know, it's in your mind now. Yeah. That guy's, he's a great performer. He's a fucking whack job. Oh, is that uh, Ray Donovan? Did you want to give out the ending again? <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I'm not sure if I said this yesterday or not, but I was thinking the same thing. I'm watching the Bills, and I remember that Cole Beasley was an yeah. anti-vax idiot, and I was sort of torn because he made a couple of great plays, and I was like, oh, shit, that's that guy that doesn't do vaccines. And guys, we are riding a fine line here where it's true. The more we beat up on anti-vaxxers and uh, anti-mandate people, it sort of gives them some ammunition to fight back. You know what I mean? By criticizing them. And, you know, there's even people out there wishing death upon them. Have you ever heard of that, Howard? Uh, Wishing someone that... um, you know, was against uh, COVID vaccinations and mandates dies, and you're actually happy about it every day. I wish we, I wish we had a feature. <laughs> Honestly, I know, but I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is that it gives that side ammunition. Like, look at look at the vaccine side; these people are heartless. Oh, it's terrible. But I, I, I any listen, any time Dan has an update about an anti-vaxxer that dies, part of me, I believe it's like uh, it's a wonderful life. An angel gets his wings. Right, right, right. <laughs> Every time an anti-vaxxer dies, an angel gets his wings. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, Dan. Uh, so it, that story about abusing your girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Did you like what I wrote? 
when you said I gave my girlfriend a black eye? Did you <laughs> whack her in laughing. the eye with your wiener? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sort of chuckled. But yeah, okay, that makes sense. Of course it does. Well, yeah. what makes sense? The fact that that could happen or the fact that Howard would say that? Oh, that Howard. Howard would say that, oh, yeah. Howard. This is the, the first, uh, Howard. Yeah. Oh, the terrible. first go, the first round. That's of course. The, uh, well, how, do you, how yeah. do you even send a note to either of us? I gave Lisa mm. a black eye, not expecting the first response is, with your giant wang, Dandoran. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I thought you'd say, oh, my God, you know, he's, you know, done some sort of strange, you know, uh, clumsy thing again. I didn't think that that would include the. Yeah, you were trying to put it, it take it into a wang <laughs> yeah. joke. You know, it was because cl- you were being clumsy with your wiener because thinking, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you, you missed the other. You missed your target and hit her in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you often injure yourself, but when you start injuring other people, that's a concern. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. Yes. You know, I we still were, feel bad, and I, I know I owe her plum-colored uh, eyeshadow that yes. costs whatever it takes to get it from Sephora, wherever. Yes, get her some plum-colored eyeshadow while listening to Eric Clapton sing. <laughs> uh, there's backs on the table. I'm not getting vaccinated. By the way, that mass psychosis thing, my older brother had sent me several articles basically saying the opposite, which is people that won't get vaccinated, people that are anti-vaxxers are subject to a mass psychosis of thinking that the fucking government and the world's pharmacy companies are out to get them. Mm-hmm. Who has time? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, when you get vaccinated... Glad when this is all over. Oh, it'll never be it's over. Just, it's never going to be over. We should just go and spend some time at an alpaca farm. And, that's uh, right, man. Calm, calm ourselves. You know, your grandkids, your grandchildren would love this thing. And, and the woman that runs the little farm, she only has like, I don't know, maybe 12 or 14 alpacas. But she only does it once a day. And for an hour, you get to hang out with them. You learn all of the... Um, I was going to say, May and John would learn all about the alpacas. You get to touch them. They uh, very, they're very accessible. They What's, look ridiculous in person. They're so cute. What's the shakedown? What's the shakedown? Did you get any, <laughs> did you get any uh, alpaca paraphernalia? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually. I mean, I th- her, the woman's got it's a small operation, and she takes the alpaca. Whatever shares the alpacas once or twice a year, and they make some stuff yeah. out of it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It was What's pretty reasonable, eighty bucks or something. What? Yeah. To look at alpacas, you oh, didn't. You, you got to bring it home. Stop it! You know what? You would for eighty bucks, you would spend that for your grandchildren for an hour. Eighty per person? You mean? No, eighty dollars for the whole group. Oh, so a group? Oh, that's not bad. And how many so was it in the in the three is in the group? Yeah. So that's three to be. You know, yeah. Do the, do the oh, math. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheaper than a leaf game. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what? And less frustrating. And less frustrating. <laughs> yes. You know, you, exactly. Probably more entertaining. It, totally more. <laughs> you know, I got spit. I got kind of spit on once, but it was in my own fault. Uh, do you have anything left to do? Do you? Are you all up no. to date? Nope. Good. All right. Well, let me tell you about HealthGage. HealthGage.com. That's where you go to find out about the Phoenix watch that we're all wearing. And the uh, promo code, of course, is uh, HUMBLEFREDHG. A lot of people have already got this uh, from the uh, Hundy P 
from the Hundy Pea Farm. <laughs> um, very simply, you can check your blood pressure. You're, I was looking at my oxygen saturation yesterday, wondering if, you know, at age 62, would I? Was, was there going to be some activity I needed to be concerned are you, about? Yes? Are you, are you good? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah, this blood oxygen thing, as I was talking about it with Tim a couple of weeks ago, Tim Daniels from HealthCage, and it's like, it's a serious thing. If you've got the, you start getting the Omicron, any kind of COVID, you've got to watch that level. And you can now just get the health gauge. Go to healthgauge.com. Pick it up. It ain't that, you know, it's not super expensive. And we'll give you 15% off at checkout. Humble Fred HG for 15% off at healthgauge.com. You really have to keep track of your BO, right? Your what? Your BO. Your blood oxygen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I... Huh, do you you don't you still don't wear uh, deodorant? Do you? No. <laughs> Fuck me. Why is that again? Because uh, you don't want to get aluminum leaching into your skin. What is it? I suppose that's one reason, but uh, I don't really need to. What do you mean? Just, uh, you don't sweat? Eh, not not a lot. No. Oh, that's why you smell like chicken stew. <laughs> <laughs> So, how long ago did you give up uh, deodorant again? Do you do you, do you oh, use toothpaste? Do you use that? You still t- brush your teeth, or oh, are we yeah, giving I that up toothpaste. too? Yeah, no, I just uh, you know it was a pain in the ass, and I thought I don't know. It was probably in the eighties that I said, eh, "Forget it. Why yeah. am I doing this?" Good for you, really? Yeah. See, interesting. Yeah. Well, there's deodorant. There's antiperspirant, and then then deodorant. there's deodorant. Yeah. Yes, I use and deodorant to stick. Uh, yeah. Hey. Um, I was just on the uh, the Weather Channel here. The weather, what do you, what do you call it? Weather Network. Just Weather Network. Yeah. <laughs> what See do you top, call it? Here it, it says here the top story. It's so cold in Florida right now that iguanas are freezing up and dropping to the ground from trees. Yeah. Nice. Wow. What about the What about the other story? Fire erupts as homeowner attempts to thaw frozen pipes. That's always a dangerous uh, adventure. Yeah. How this, cold is it in, in Florida? My goodness. The Sherpa will give uh, give us a report tomorrow. Well, it's cold enough that iguanas are f- falling from the <laughs> trees, Fred. There's your answer. It's iguana freezing time. Wow. That's, uh, that's of concern. Yeah. Because you're considering Tampa. going down there, I know. Tampa, Florida is only 11 degrees right now. My goodness. Hmm. I'm telling you, this Palm Springs has got the right temperature, man. Mm-hmm. Every day in Palm Springs that I've looked, it's it's almost monotonous. It's high of 25, low of 10. High of 24, low of 12. Um, it's crazy. It, it's just you. It, there is literally a picture of the sun every day for the next 14 days. Well, oh, until desert. I get there. No, no, it's the desert. I think you're yeah. pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting going back there. I haven't spent much time in that area, but I'm looking forward to it. And as I said yesterday, I'm really looking forward to just being able to go outside and walk around. Oh, here's a video of the iguanas falling to the ground. Fuck. Is that them yeah, just that's a, yeah. Is that them dying? Are they dying? Well they Are don't they look around? they don't look great. <laughs> I don't know if they're dead. They they look pretty uncomfortable. And then, of course, on Fox News, they're saying, look, yeah, global warming, bullshit, iguanas, frozen, fall into the ground. Okay, you see? Uh. Yeah, I know. 
I thought the earth was supposed to be getting warmer. Is that what they say? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dan, you and I moved to uh, Ontario around the same time I came here. Well, no, I moved to Ontario a year before you. I came to Toronto a few months before you. Yeah. I moved here and I called, called out to you. Dan, it's good here. Come. Come stay yeah. with us. But right. I realized yesterday when I turned 62 that I've now lived in Ontario for 33 years. I've lived in Eastern Canada for 34 years. And I, I sometimes think about Western Canada nostalgically, but it's official. You and I are Eastern Canadians. We've spent, I've spent over half my life living in Eastern Canada. And so there's no, we're not Westerners anymore, Dan. Just know no. that. It's over. Yeah, no, I know. I've, I've thought about that before. Because the longest I lived anywhere in my life was about uh, six years. Any, in, in, any, in any city or whatever yeah. my entire life. Well, well now you've lived stretch. 32 years here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you really ever take the moose jaw out of the boy, though? No. Yeah, you know, I mean, when I go back there, I like to play the moose jaw card so they don't make fun of me for being an Ontarian. <laughs> you know, listen, I've uh, I lived in uh, uh, I lived in Scarborough for the first twenty one years of my life, and then I've been out in the West End, like Brampton, forty some odd years, and uh, I still consider myself a Scarborough guy. Interesting how yeah, that works. I know, but you know, in reality, you're Brampton Bob. Oh, um, I, yeah, inside out. Nothing wrong with that. Six times over. You're right. Every day, every day, and two times on sun, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Brampton, Brampton, he don't care. Yeah, I lived in Moose Jaw until I was 20. And then I lived uh, all poor. I, I, it's funny how many places we lived in about 10 years and then moved here when I was 29 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were 33 when we started this many years ago. Mm-hmm. I know. I was 33, and uh, <laughs> half a life ago. Yeah. All right. Anyway. The uh, boys from uh, Dwayne Gretzky. Tomorrow we'll be having a nice conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for uh, having a conversation with us today. We appreciate it. Everyone that was on, including this fella with his cool ball cap on. Hey, this episode hey, of hey, Humble hey, and Fred. Hey, hey. hey. what? Maybe today you can come up with something other than balls, balls, balls. Or is that going to fuck you up? (laughs) Okay. Try something else. Just whatever comes to mind. All right. Okay. Okay. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Manscaped. Making balls cleaner and more streamlined for that extra special new ball sheen. I'm Dan Duran and Alpaca, Alpaca, Alpaca. jazz in the jet fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Where's that?